Howdy, fellow Effects Pedal fans, and welcome back to another season of the Effects Pedal Fan Club podcast. Uh, we're excited to have you here. Like, we're really excited about the 2022 season. We have a lot of cool things kind of on the horizon, and we'll get into those later. But as always, at the beginning of the year, we kick off the season with our pedal board baselines. So I'm Justin, and as always, we're joined by Vince. And in these first two episodes, we kind of have to break them up because they're a little longer. I'll baseline my pedal board, walk you through the philosophy, the decisions, what's on it, why it's on it. And then Vince will do the same in the second episode. And the idea is, is as we go through the season, as our boards change and evolve, we can always kind of check back into this, you know, the theoretical and practical ideas that we had regarding uh, our pedal boards at the beginning of the year. It's always fun to see where they where start and actually where they end up. That being said, um, you know, we hope everybody's doing great in 2022. Uh, we're really looking forward to things. We have a couple, uh, we'll get to those later in, in, in episodes down the road where we kind of go with our traditional format, which is a pedal deep dive, um, curate some news, talk about new things on the effects pedal in our, excuse me, along in the effects pedal world. Um, so you can always go to the website effectspedalfanclub.com. Check that out, sign up for the newsletter and get kind of everything, you know, effects pedal related. Nothing really outside that. Obviously, this is a very, very niche um, group of fans delivered right to your inbox. And uh, we always say it's all signal, no noise. Just a fun way to see what's going on in the world of effects pedals. And you can, you know, always follow us on Instagram, effects pedal fan club. And if you want, you can always tag us at effects pedal fan club. That way we can see what's on your boards, uh, make sure we can kind of share your stories, uh, what's going on, and just check out what's uh, what's new in the world of effects pedals. So that being said, let's get into the annual pedal board baseline. Um, before we get into that, how's the how's the new year treating you, Vince? It's good so far. It's been busy though. Like I always think of the like you go you go from like the holiday season, you know, Thanksgiving into um Christmas is like, it's a really slow time for me, especially like at work. So I end up like enjoying, you know, a uh, light workload and kind of hanging out with, um, friends and family during that time. But then like, as soon as like the first of the year turns over, I feel like all the work that didn't get done over that period, like jumps up, just jumps up like two weeks. And so like, it's all happening now. Yeah. It definitely goes like zero to 60 like real fast yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you're like in this weird, like lethargic time. You're not sure what's going on. Yeah. Um, you're not sure. I mean, that's normally how it is. This year has been really tough for me cause I'm cutting another documentary film. And so like I've been right. like, up against it, working on that film. Um, and I've had a couple projects to work on, so I haven't had really downtime, but yeah. usually it's like this, this, this period of the year where you're not sure what you should be doing. Yeah. And then boom, well, you're doing it. Right. Well, and like with winter, I feel like I don't, you know, I'm not out adventuring as much. I, I tend to spend more time kind of chilling at home than normal because I don't end up doing any like my outdoor stuff because I mean, in the, in the summer, I golf three times a week, right? And I'm just always on the go. But in the winter, I'm, I find myself just hanging out a lot yeah, more. Yeah, it's, uh, um, Vince has two seasons. He has golf season and pedal season. Yeah, pretty and much. we're deep in pedal season right oh, now. Oh, way deep. Yeah, it's it's basically my my play fun that I give myself. My uh, is the it's the same for golf as is is pedal. Like they share a fund, and um, it, yeah, like in the winter it's all pedals. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that you have a, a, a like a entertainment budget that's divided between <laughs> golf and pedals. I mean, they're expensive hobbies for me. Yeah. <laughs> like they, hey man, I, I have to put myself in check in, in both cases. I think we can all, uh, all members of the effects pedal fan club can justify effects pedals. Oh, um, absolutely. However, what, whatever way you want to want to justify it, there's a lot of ways to do it. Oh yeah. You know, there's the uh, investment argument. I don't know if that's real. There's the, well, it's not drugs argument. That's definitely <laughs> a real one. Um, there's worse things argument. Um, so, you know, as long as you're not doubling down in the summer on golf and pedals, I think you're, I think you're fine. Yeah. 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 So Vince, um, I guess I will take the lead here on the first episode yeah, of definitely. 2022 of the season and baseline uh, my pedal board to see how it changes over the, the course of the year. Yeah. So I guess I think it's important to, to, to talk about the philosophy behind the design. And I think what's funny about at least my pedal board, I'm sure many other pedal board players that aren't actively gigging musicians, um, is you have all these design requirements that are imposed that I don't even know if they're real. These are like theoretical things, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I wanted something that's portable for, for tour, which I'm not touring anytime soon. I right. Documentary <laughs> films. Um, I wanted to have something, uh, that was clean, um, readily accessible for like when I come down and just basically jam to backing tracks on Friday nights, like I'm a legend in my own, in my own basement on Yo, Fridays. Right. Yeah. Um, so those are the those are kind of the the kind of theoretical ideas that govern the design of the board, and yeah. then there's some like kind of, you know, not not theoretical, but like actual needs that I needed addressed. And one of them was I wanted something to switch between a clean and rhythm tone. That's something I've done my whole life. Um, something I needed uh, when I was you know in a band back in college, in high school. If I go to open mics or gigs or, uh, you know, blues gigs or whatever. I definitely want to have something where I can just quickly, um, switch between a clean and a lead tone. And then I wanted a clean signal path for the rest of my other stuff. So that's my modulations, my delays, um, my reverbs, all that stuff. So what I came up with was, uh, using, uh, the gig rig quartermaster six. I wanted to limit, limit myself to six loops, but have the ability which I think the quartermaster maybe is the only one that does it is a flip-flop effect. So I can choose what loops turn on and off based on when another's engaged, which yeah. is a pretty slick thing. Cause there's a lot of loopers out there that give you clean signal path, but this is a cool feature so that I can get that switch between like a rhythm and lead tone very easily and, and so forth. So that was what I went with for uh, kind of the brains of the, the, the pedal board. And so then as we work our way through our loops, um, oh, also, um, again, in my theoretical, uh, band that I play in, um, <laughs> I wanted to have like a really solid wet, dry kind of dual mono setup, um, from the like prophecies preached by oh, Dan and Mick. So that's what I want, wanted. Um, and that's, that's what I ended up with. I designed my own specs. So if you start in the first loop, that's kind of my clean kind of rhythm sound. And then loop two is my gain stage is kind of my lead sound. And if you, you know, turn loop one on, turn loop two turns off, you turn loop two on, loop one turns off. So my kind of clean rhythm sound, I have an uh, ethos, uh, clean version one, and it just gives it some, you know, I, I guess I should get step back another, another, another few steps here. I play like my number one guitar is a Gibson Les Paul. And, um, I kind of designed the gain stages and the clean preamp and everything around that guitar. I 
doesn't play well with other guitars, but it plays well with my one guitar, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, the clean sound, I it was the clean, which is the ethos clean. Um, and it's, it just gives it some nice top in, yeah. you know, it gives it some chime. And then I have uh, for like, if I wanted like a boost for my clean for lead, I uh, have a Cali 76 stacked compressor. And then I can't, I never, you know, I, I kind of like, of my pantheon of great guitarists, Jerry Garcia is one of them. And, you know, he has that classic kind of envelope filter thing. So, um, one, I don't, I don't think I can afford an original Mutron. They're really expensive. Although I did bid on one of <laughs> Jerry Garcia's, um, at a Sotheby's auction recently. Um, I bid on a bunch of his stuff thinking like, Oh, somebody's, this is going to slip the radar and I'll win the bid. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that never happened. I think <laughs> nobody else is looking at nobody this. else is looking at that. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, yeah, this is <laughs> nobody else is making these bids. And I, I think I was the leading bid for like three or four days on one of his Mutrons. Um, but when the, when the final bid came out, I was, I wasn't even like orders of magnitude difference from what I did bid on it. So it's a Mutron four, which is the reissue, which is a smaller pedal. I love it. Uh, but it definitely gives me that Jerry Garcia thing. So that's kind of my, my clean, clean tone. Um, then my gain staging is uh, a fuzz. I needed, uh, I really love like kind of fuzz, octave fuzz. Uh, type thing. And then I have the JHS double barrel, which is really the heart of my gain stages mm -hmm. because I mean, it's been a bit of a, like kind of life changing event for me, discovering the morning glory, um, yeah. and using it as like a shaper and a stacking pedal. I just love running my fuzz into it. I love running drives into it. It's just, a I don't know, I don't know what it is about it, but it just does something special. And with the morning glory, again, mine's the double barrel. So it's the right side is kind of like a TS type thing, I think. And then the morning glory, I think is maybe loosely based on a blues breaker circuit. Um, and it has the red remote capability that Josh has like included in the morning glory. Right. Yeah. So you really get three gain stages out of, well, if you stack them, you kind of get four. I guess no three three or whatever four because you can you can change the gain on the you can glory. change it I mean so yeah two different variations of three gain state or yeah yeah right right three gains right three <laughs> gains right so um, that on its own is rad and then I go into the Wildwood spec Mjolnir is that correct yeah Mjolnir yeah no, no, that's how it's pronounced yeah, yeah. Um, which I bought years ago and it's become like the thing for those people that can't afford original clons, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool pedal. It's really it. Yeah, and I was just watching this thing with Zach from Mythos and somebody asked him directly about that pedal. Like, what's the difference between the Wildwood spec one and the traditional Milner? Yeah. Right? And so the traditional Milner, I think, is his kind of take on a like a clon type circuit. Yeah, yeah. But the Wildwood spec one is an exact tonal replication of his personal clon. That's oh, the difference. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I don't know. That's I've, pretty cool. I've never played a real clon. I've never played Zach's. I mean, I've never met Zach, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. It sounds cool, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's like basically like my lead tone, right? It goes from louder to louder to louder and shaper to shaper to shaper, right? Yeah. What's funny, Vince, is... Um, this is our second time recording the opening episode because we got the 
recording screwed up for our first one. <laughs> and during that time, my octave fuzz changed. I don't know if you noticed that on the board. I did. Okay. Yeah, I, I walked by it and I was like, oh, I wonder if we're going to talk about this. <laughs> That's different. So, well, so originally, I've, I've been really struggling with that kind of that place on my board um, for an octave. You know, I wanted just a pure octave pedal. That mm-hmm. was kind of one thought. Um, you know, I went through the Mythos Argo, the Argonaut. I had the Love Pedal Believe on there, which are all, you know, really octave type things. Then I had the the one pedal that I really wanted on there, which won't fit, which is Josh's, um, the Supreme Fuzz with his, this is, I'm sorry, Josh, JHS Pedal uh, Supreme Fuzz, which is like a shinny type octave thing. I don't know what it is, but he, he did something special to it where there's like a JHS mode. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's real mid forward. And I like, when I first played that pedal, I was like, oh, this is going to be on my board forever. Yeah. Now it doesn't fit like classic, (laughs) classic last words for pedal boards. uh, Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it doesn't fit on there anymore. So now I was like, I got to find an octave pedal that fits. And I thought I I landed on one with a Jackson audio because it was, I mean, a modular fuzz, separate octave circuit. I mean, it teched all the boxes and it sounds killer. Oh yeah. It was awesome. Well, it stayed on there for two, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause I went down to Flipside recently. So if fellow uh, club members and effects pedal fans, we have, we're in Denver, Colorado and we have this place called Flipside Music, which is like the pedal store. It is a pedal emporium. It's like amazing. Someone who loves pedals can walk in and be overwhelmed overwhelmed like, it's it's overwhelming the amount of pedal options they have new used and like you can sit there and play any of them and they'll be like yo i want to try this in a chain and they're like cool we'll set it up what kind of guitar do you want to play it through and um you know sorry this is a digression but anytime we go there we <laughs> we uh like we have to check ourselves and not spend too much time because you can sit there and play pedals for longer than you should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, Vince, uh, we're going to be closing soon. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> um, also, not a digression at all because we're probably going to go over there after we record this podcast. Of course. But I went in there, and so what I've been kind of like tripping on is local builders because they have like, a really pretty robust local builder community there. Right. And so I was like, hey, do you have any – they got restocked after the holidays and I was like, Hey, what do you have in the way of, uh, local builders? And so they're like, they went through all the local builders and well, we can take, we can take deeper dives into them later, but they turned me onto this one pedal and I don't even know the name of the builder, but it's basically based on a fuzz right circuit. So it kind of has this thing that the, the fuzz pedal does. And I don't know if it's necessarily an octave, but it does this like harmonic separation that I love huh. in these fuzz pedals. It's not super thick. And so I put it on my board and I was like, oh, this is pretty rad. Yeah. I'm like light stoked on it. I don't, I'm not. So I kept playing with it and I was like, this is things, this thing's cool. And since, you know, you know, I got it, I don't have a gig coming up. I just have my Friday night backing track jams. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to run it on there. And I'm, it's, so it's on there for now. Yeah. Let's just call that it's on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So those are my gain stages. Fuzz, the morning or the double barrel. So morning glory and kind of TS type circuit. And then into the wild and Milner. And then after that, it's well, all. Sorry, I don't want to, I'm sorry to break your chain. And so when you turn on your lead tone, that turns off your clean circuit that you went through, right? Yep. With the, with the ESO, ethos ethos. and the envelope filter. And the compressor. And the compressor. Yep. So you turn on your gain stage, those turn off, gains, gain stages on. Yep. Got it. Yep. That's, that's what's cool about the quartermaster from the gig rig, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that feature is in all of um, the gig rigs quartermasters. So the two, the four, whatever, it's called the flip-flop feature. So it's just cool. like a little button on the back you can swap. 
And so it's interesting. So like when I'm under stress and my jamming in the basement and like, I need to get to that lead tone quick and I don't want to disappoint the audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I can just, you know, turn on loop two, loop one turns off. So then it gets into a real sticky situation here because the quartermaster is not cheap. So you're paying maybe, I don't know, 50 bucks a loop or something, right? Yeah. I think it's a quartermaster six, it's like 300 bucks. It's, kind of, it's not cheap, but it's definitely well, worth it. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. beautifully made, yeah. Sick, clean signal. It's not outlandish. Not price, outlandish. Price-wise. Um, but, you know, again, not not cheap. And not cheap when the fact I'm burning two loops on like what I consider utility pedals. Yeah. Yep. So loop three, following all my gain stages, is a volume pedal, just a volume pedal in loop three. Yeah. And, and tuner. But the volume pedal allows me post gain to like do volume swells after the gain mm-hmm. before it goes into delay. So I can kind of do some kind of cool violin type stuff. Um, and then loop four is really like kind of the, I, once I thought it was a waste, but now it's not. And that's where my split happens for uh, the wet dry. Right. Right. So I can actually turn that loop off and just get dry signal going or getting affected signal going to one amp. I can turn it on and I get just my gain with going you know, minus any effects pedal or any modulation or, or delay into my quote unquote triamp, which I didn't think was like that necessary. But if you do like a looper, you kind of need to put it somewhere. And I could have put it maybe, you know, after the gain stages, but I'd always have to have my gain stages on. It would defeat the purpose of the flip-flop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of design decisions that went into this, a lot of thought. So anyways, I had to burn a loop on that. But I think it's cool because there is a world where you're just like, oh, I'm going to do some crazy wet effects. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to take the attack of the note off. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't do that unless you just turn off your dry signal. Dry signal completely. Completely. Yeah, and yeah. that's what that's what that putting in its own loop allows me to do. Yeah. And it's really cool because you don't have to have a pedal that, you know, because some, some pedals might do things like that, but you can do it with your entire circuit. Yeah, like your your whole chain, which is go full wet. Yeah, which is what's so cool about it. Yeah, and so I've thought about that. I'm like, oh, would it be? I have this idea of like all like again performing to backing tracks. This idea of of putting all these various volume pedals in my loops so that I could control the amount of wet signal going, the amount of dry signal going. I mean, I could I could potentially put three volume pedals on my board and have like justify the use of them. Oh yeah, right easily, easily justify it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, the you know I'm limited by space uh, right now on that board. Although I do have a bigger board, I could migrate to. We'll see. Um, and then after that, it's kind of all gravy. I've got, you know, um, my modulation is actually sorry about that. My delay and reverb come next, which is one pedal, which is our favorite delay yeah. and reverb pedal. Yeah. Source Audio Collider. I mean, a legend, such a good pedal. Um, so I actually have that set up basically four presets on there. But what I do differently than maybe most people do is I run the delay and reverb in parallel versus series. So uh-huh. what happens there is there's a delay signal and a, and a reverb signal that are split up. They run in parallel and then they're mixed at the end. Yeah. And what I like about that is like I, my delays don't get lost in the wash of reverb. Yeah. like, I love big reverbs. Yeah. 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 So that's what's, my delay, basically my only delay and reverb is that pedal. And then after that, I've got a loop for modulation. And in there is a diamond pedal halo chorus, mm. which gives me just the beautiful, slow, clean chorus sounds 
Yeah. That we know. Yeah. We love. 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 Love course. And then it also allows you to mix in some phaser, which is cool. Yeah, that's a that's a unique chorus pedal. I guess it would be considered a chorus pedal, but it has yeah, yeah like a uh, like a phaser knob. It has a phaser knob. That, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't max it out. I max out the chorus. I mean, I die in the chorus. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no question for sure. <laughs> but I have the phaser in there, and and what I've found is that when I use it instead of like a spacey kind of clean mood maker, mm-hmm. yep. Um, when I use it like in a Leslie kind of rotating speaker simulator, when sure. I ramp up the speed because it does have an expression pedal. Uh, oh, right. Yep. Input that the phaser actually gives it some depth that feels more Leslie like to me. I don't know. Um, that's a cool. I don't think they make them anymore, but it's a really cool pedal. Yeah. And then finally, it's in the same loop. It's just, I have like a, oops. And then finally, it's a, in that same loop, which is a modulation loop, is the Harmonious Monk um, Harmonic Tremolo, which is just a, you know, just a rad pedal. So I, I guess it's important to point out to maybe new listeners or new effects pedal fans um, that, you know, you don't have to have each loop dedicated to a single pedal. Right. Sure. So I've got what ten pedals on there and six loops. So some of the pedals, like especially the gain stage, that takes up. There's like three pedals in that loop, mm-hmm. and then my modulation has two pedals, right? Yeah. So, you know, I can turn on, you know, both my modulation and have them activated by the single loop, or within that loop, just have one of the pedals running. Yeah. But so the, I would say my signal path is like really clean, um, compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. I mean, the quartermaster does a lot of that. Yeah. And then sitting next to my board that's off, I just noticed it, that's not on the board is 1990s Deluxe Memory Man with the MN3005 chips. And I think both you and I, I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves, like, it's real. Oh my God, it's pretty incredible. We we uh, we spent some time uh, last week jamming on it and um, we ended up pretty much bypassing your entire board and just going <laughs> straight straight into the memory man and just playing that with like um into you know a dimed amp uh, um that just brought like a little bit of dirt to it and it was such a such a great sound i mean it was so cool it's magical right yeah like I, you know yes I, I you know we should step back and say neither of us really have jammed a modern memory man. No. Right? No, yeah. You know, our analog delays that are in the collection are, you know, like traditional analog delays. Like, I guess there's the the Boss DM2, the Wazacraft one. We don't have like one of the old ones. And there's definitely a lot of hype around that's the memory man. You know, there's the MN3008 chips, the MN3005 chips. And like, I've never played the MN3008 chips. I don't know. I can't compare them. But yeah, I man. guess we didn't have like a baseline before we played it. It no. like, but um, I mean, expectations were high initially, and it still exceeded expectations, and that's what was so cool about it. It's like, yo, this is the memory man. Let's see how it sounds, and it was just amazing. Yeah, it, that's a great point. I mean, expectations were high, and it still exceeded expectations. It is so. I mean. It's just sat there now, Vince. I've not moved it. Like yeah. I'm just either going to like extend the board or like like what goes off. But I don't know. So right now, let's not put it on the baseline board. Let's nope. just say it's not no. there. Oh. Um, but I mean, there's a world where like 
it's hard to it's it's hard not to unhear it. It is such a good sound. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that is that's my board. I guess the only one thing I was gonna say is like my my volume pedal is just one of the mission engineering. Um, not active. It's just a passive volume pedal, and it's yeah. it's solid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you use an expression pedal for the Source Audio Collider as well, right? Is that also mission engineering? No, no. The Source Audio. They have like a cheap Moog, Moog, or I don't know what who makes those effects pedals. They're pretty cheap. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a good point on the Source Audio Collider. I use an expression pedal to control the reverb mix. Yep. So I can go from like a real. So basically, my my go to delay sound is an analog kind of delay on the source audio collider mm-hmm. and then the reverb is like a big hall reverb yeah and so i can just do like a real light like no if i'm in the heel down position i'm getting no, no reverb. reverb signal right yeah. no mix nothing in the mix and then i go toe down i'm getting like space like i could just write space on that pedal <laughs> and i just that's what yeah. it is it's a I space mean, pedal yeah, yeah you should i mean you should write uh definitely have space written on the expression pedal at the top so when you press the top you just you're oh, in yeah. space now yeah you're in space <laughs> yeah. yep so that's that's the one kind of supporting pedal i have is yep. is that and then i have the to control the presets on the um, source audio collider i'm using uh um, analog endeavors uh kind of t- dual button oh yeah you yeah. know so i can either cycle through the presets in one way so i have to like kind of loop through them sure or i can use the other um, uh, what do you call it? The other, uh, button or the other yeah. switch is, uh, a tap tempo. Oh, cool. Yep. So how many presets are on the source audio collider? So four presets? Four. There's four of them that you can cycle through. Cool. So you have, I think four presets and then like a startup one. So you kind of technically have five. Oh, cool. I, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Um, or, you know, if you're running MIDI, you have what, 128 presets that are recallable by MIDI, right? Which is, right. I mean overwhelming and i've gone down the midi road before i definitely went to tinkertown like, <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like i'm gonna quit playing guitar i'm gonna just mess with this <laughs> right um so I'm, I'm pretty happy with my where my board's at right now yeah um you know the audience seems to love it oh um, yeah <laughs> audience being i don't know occasionally my wife comes down to listen to me play i mean uh, you though yeah, like, like me, myself, the audience. Like, like, like if, if I look at myself as an audience member, I love it. Right. I mean, and well, that's what you're trying to please, right? That's yeah. the the whole point. Your board's built a specific way to please the audience, which is you yep. for the yep. most part. And if it if you're unhappy, that's why it's it changes and moves like it does. Yeah. So I would say I'm pretty inspired by it right now. I, I love it. Um, I love it. I'm, I'm very happy with it. And then I guess just for our uh, fellow effects uh, pedal fans out there, so you know I'm playing the the, the LP into um, board, and then the wet dry setup or the dual mono setup, whatever you want to call it, is you know what? Let's make it official. We're just calling it wet dry. This dual mono thing is just too yeah, and that's what it is, right? Is it really called dual mono? Is that like the more official term? Yeah, because like like if you wanted to go like true like classic '80s whatever rock wet dry, I don't know if it's what would put. 80s rock genre as the umbrella by which wet dry was invented i don't know if that's true but you would want like a true wet dry would be like your um wet effects are are kill dry so you're just you're not getting any analog sure you're not getting any kind of analog dry signal through them gotcha so you know those would be like i'm playing into you know a head like an amp head the effects loop send is coming out it's going into 
like your effects, your kind of modulation, your delays that are only wet signal, no dry signal through that are going into like either a separate power amp or another slaved head. And then your anal your dry tones only coming through like your one amp. Gotcha. So in our case, you know, we we kind of still have some analog dry coming through our affected signal. So now yeah. they call it dual mono, but whatever. We'll call it wet dry for that's just easier. Yeah. Um and so then I play into uh well, two old vibro champs. One's a Bronco, but it's basically a Viber Champ and then a Viber Champ. So two small five watt eight inch speakers is kind of my rig. Yeah. The Bronco got is broke. The uh two blew up on it recently, so oh, I had to take it in. Yep. Gotcha. I was wondering why we were sk- skipping that in the wet dry. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's um it's a uh spaceman guitars getting gotcha. fixed by Chris. Sick. Yeah. So that'll come back tuned up and ready to go. So that is my board. That's what awesome. You, what do you think, Vince? Dude, I'm I'm so pumped on it. I, I love that the idea between us um the first recording messing up and us re-recording now that there was something that was already different and like i think that was about five within five days yeah yeah <laughs> yeah to be fair you did have that the uh the modular fuzz on there for a bit it just happened to change within this last week or so and i thought that was great yeah i mean that's the whole point of like this baseline idea it's like talk about where the boards are at and yeah see what we start digging and what we start putting on them that's exactly what this is. This episode is. It's a little longer than the other episode. It's like the second biggest episode of the seasons. Um, you know, the the, the clo- closing out the year is really where the where we can go run a little long. Yeah. But yeah, let's just see where this board goes throughout the year again. We'll it's baseline now. Yeah. And we'll see what happens and and why it changes. And so I think we're kind of coming up on time on this this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So. Again, uh, thanks for joining us, all you effects pedal fans out there for the 2022 season. I just baseline my board. In the next episode, we're going to baseline Vince's board. That's right. So uh, also, we'll let you know in the hotlines out there. But for now, just hit effectspedalfanclub.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you know, all signal, no noise delivered right to your inbox from the world of effects pedals. That's right.